Welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. This is episode number 41. My name is Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today is trusted partner in crime, Casey the Cool Man. Hello. And the greatest showman, Sean Spool Pool. Do I look like Hugh Jackman? Um, I mean... Don't we all wish we did? <laughs> Right? Is it he? Because he's the greatest showman, right? In the movie. In the movie, yes. I mean, you don't not look like Hugh Jackman. Sweet. I could be his son, his like illegitimate son. The only way I'm actually going to know this is if you get like a V neck shirt and then take <laughs> tin foil and make claws and put them on your hands. And start doing all the stuff. Uh, and do show tunes at the same time. Yes. You got to cover all Hugh Jackman films in one photo. Good luck. <laughs> What else has he done? What did he do? The Aviator or the Australian? What was the one? The Australian? Where he's in Australia. It's just Australia, I think. Is the name Aviator right. is not him. And he's just I, like... I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. It's just, I think it's just Australia or the Australian is with uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. in some, Aust- well, he is Australian. He is Australian and she's Australian. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and watch this one. I don't even know what you're talking about. It was, it was 2000s. Oh, the golden age of television. Yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where where do we go from here? <laughs> I don't know. I think we pigeons are hold ourselves. I mean, I, we usually talk about video games, or we can keep talking about Hugh Jackman. Let's talk about video games in Australia. Let's talk about things down under. Speaking of Australia, they have video games. Oh, well, I know who's been spending time down under, down in the depths of hell in Hades. <laughs> AKA Australia. Sean, you've been playing Hades. <laughs> yeah, I have been playing Hades a lot. Apparently in the last week I've played 17 hours, 17, 18 hours, which isn't nearly enough. I've only beaten, I've gotten to the third boss twice now, but I've beaten the first boss many times and the second boss a couple of times. And, you know, it's good. It's good stuff. It's a game that really appreciates my time. A lot of roguelikes because you don't lose everything when you die. Only one of your currencies really do you lose when you die. All the other stuff you like when you die, you respawn back in the Hades house. You can spend all these currencies and stuff that you get throughout the runs that you can like upgrade your weapons, unlock new weapons, uh, passives, all that stuff. And I really appreciate that. You keep all that because normally when I play roguelike, Spelunky, we were talking about this the other day, Spelunky. I'm not a big fan of Spelunky because when you die, you lose everything. Oh, and you can't get it back? Yeah, you just start over from zero. So, so you just learn the runs, you learn the maps and like the kind of things and that's kind of kind of how you go. Where a lot of that kind of comes down to luck, any roguelike is like, it's all random of like what kind of buffs you find or like, you know, unlocks you get and things like that and... Sometimes you can have a terrible run. Sometimes you can have an awesome run. Like, sometimes you can get just, like, there's one currency in Hades where all you spend them on is, like, cosmetic upgrades for your house. And there was one run that I was like, all right, this is going to be the run. I'm going to do this, and this is what's going to happen. All I need is a Zeus upgrade, and then I got it made, and I get no Zeus upgrades. I get, like, three gems of those, the ones that are just cosmetic upgrades. I died, like, I think at the first boss, which... I had already been to like the third boss by then, so that was just terrible, terrible, terrible. But sometimes you can have a weapon that you maybe don't normally like, but you get like an awesome upgrade and give it like extra abilities. So like if you have the what did I use the other day? Like I had a shield the other day and was using the shield. And the shield's pretty cool. It you basically just swing around, you dash around, you smash people, and you can throw it like Captain America if you want. But you can also upgrade it so it throws like 
way faster and will bounce between more people. And that's nice because the god buffs are cool, but they usually just like add um, like spell effects like chain lightning if you use Zeus's or Ares increases like doom on people, which they, after a certain amount of time, they'll just take straight damage. So I've played just a little bit of this game and I have, I did not even correlate the fact that each one of these gods is a different power up in a certain vein. Like, I feel like I'm early enough in the game where I'm just, like, wandering in. And it's like, oh, okay, I have three abilities to choose from. But now that you say that, it makes sense. They're kind of all kind of tied into their character, it seems like, which I didn't really put together until you just mentioned it. They do a good job of the progression is really good. So, like, every time you die, you unlock more stuff back in the base. You unlock more passives that you can spend money on or more weapons and stuff like that. So, like doesn't punish you so much for dying. It's like, all right, now you can be stronger and go on this next run, and maybe you'll do it this time. Yeah, I was really impressed with the way that they allow you to go and talk to each character, and then you get a book that counts down each conversation you've had with each character. So when you restart on mm-hmm. the map, you know that if you talk to the certain character three times, you're going to get an unlock of some kind, or you're going to get an item from them. Yeah. So you basically can only talk to each character once as you're passing through into the run. And I thought that was a really, yeah, really death. smart way to throw that together. Because now I'm going to go talk to everyone every time, which is only going to further invest me in the character. And I'm 20, I think I'm 25 or so runs in. And there are, and oh. I'm still having new conversations with everyone. So I heard cool. something that there's like over, there's so many thousands of lines. About, so there's a lot of end of the year podcasts. This is one of a lot of game of the year podcasts for 2020. A game of the year mm-hmm. votes by big publishers. And... From my understanding, the dialogue tree is really tight. The gameplay is super tight, too, though. It's this really... It's someone I heard it described as the best loop of 2020, where you're yeah. getting a good loop of the gameplay. You're feeling really tight in the game. And for those that are listening maybe for the first time to our podcast or didn't hear our last podcast, you should go back and listen, because we have reinitiated the Backlog Challenge, and we have listed our few games, and Shelby has Hades on his backlog. The people have voted. The High Council of Gamers. So how far are you into it, Shelby? I am only a couple hours in. I think I've done three or four runs. Okay. I only have the first weapon unlock. It looks like there's six. There could be more. <laughs> um, from what I can see, there's six mantles, basically, where there's six different weapons to choose from. I only have... Okay. Yeah, I only have one unlocked beyond the two basics. So I'm very very early on in the game, and I'm still kind of learning the ins and outs. Right? For me, it's like, okay, do a run. I'm now going to focus on this currency to get this unlocked back at the base. So I'm kind of just pushing for different currency um, based on what I want to unlock back at the main base. Right. Um, It's also really interesting because once you finish one of the areas, it it, um, shows you the reward Mm -hmm. on the two different paths you can go down. So if you go down one path, you get a certain currency. If you go down another path, you get another currency. And what that allows you to do is like make runs that are in in pursuit of a certain upgrade back at back at the house. They so say, mm-hmm. "Hey, I want to get this currency and go directly for it." Like darkness, I think the little purple crystals; those are like a good one, especially early on because you get passives. You can upgrade your nice. passives with it. Well, I know that was one of Shelby's backlog challenges. Shelby, have you been playing anything that might be a personal choice? Because something we need to do today is Shelby and I decided we're doing 10 games total, right? And the High Council picked the seven. Twitter is still voting. Sonic Forces, for me, is not in the lead at all. I was very shocked. No <laughs> one has voted. 
People might like me. I didn't vote for it, I don't think. I think most people... Inkfell is in the lead, and I think Inkfell is going to be my winner, and I think Control was in the lead for Shelby last time I checked. And that is correct. Um, I'm looking at it right now. And you know, I, I am completely okay with playing Control. Let's do it. And I'm okay with Inkfell. I'm very excited. I think that game's like right up my alley. But Shelby and I agreed we need to pick our own games. It's only fair. We let people tell us what we have to do. So we're going to pick two of our own games, but we're only going to pick one tonight, I think would be fair, right? Mm-hmm. And then, do you know what your personal pick is, Shelby? Ooh. Because um, it's something you've been playing that involves Vikings, maybe? Oh. AC Valhalla, by chance? Is that going to be your personal pick? Oh, my. Because then you have a nice little head start. Can you do that, even though he's already however many hours into it? Yeah, did you beat it? No, I did not beat it. No, okay. I have not beat it. But it's definitely it definitely has its hooks in me. Like, I cannot stop playing the game. Like, so, I want to yeah. be playing it right now. That sounds like a clear personal choice one for me. I would be <laughs> fine with that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I basically thought that I was close to being somewhere near the end of that game. And no, I, I looked it up and I'm still five to six territories deep on that game it feels like and oh, wow. the story in this game really picks up there are multiple storylines so if you've played odyssey if you've played origins more odyssey than origins there's multiple main quests that you can go down one is hacking okay. the order the other one's more of a personal character development quest i am on the path with a personal character development quest and i am blown away at how good it is at tying things back into the main narrative um, the way they have it set up is you are going through and completing different territories with a main quest line. Normally includes 15 to 20 different quest missions. It kind of takes you all over that specific territory. And then once you have gone through that story arc, you come back to your main village and you get to add one of the characters normally for one of those territories onto your Viking raiding team. And and as you kind of build this army or these alliances throughout the course of the narrative, they come back in these big overarching arcs that you can get those different team members in that army and push through into a big battle. And I just did one of those, and I was blown away at how the choices that I had made previously in the game actually caught up with me in the oh, storyline. That's yeah. cool. Sean, has this done anything to make you want to reinstall the game? Doing that <laughs> comments? I'll reinstall it this summer. Oh, you're going to wait. Was it <laughs> the bugginess was an issue for you? The bugginess was a big one. And just, I didn't, I I hadn't gotten to that point where I felt yeah. like connected to the characters, really. I wasn't really into the main character as much as I was in, like with Cassandra in Odyssey. Like she had that witty, like jokiness mm -hmm. where this mm -hmm. was like just serious all the time. Not There was... The jokey dag, I think, was his name. Like he's yeah. he was jokey, but that was about dag it. goes places. That that's a whole thing on its own. Anyway, <laughs> what I will say is Cassandra from AC Odyssey, which we were talking about now, is charming as hell. Like if you have not played Odyssey, she's probably one of the better protagonists I've seen in a long time, and you immediately fall in love with her. Mm -hmm. Whereas the character in this game is not as easily loved. I think you really have to stick with her in terms. Of, of gaining the different character build out that she has. And to be honest with you, she's a bull in a China shop, but that really has to do with a Viking. I think, you know, right, Vikings right. are supposed yeah. to be brash and run in and not think about stuff. And I think her character, especially in the beginning is very of that nature. You're like, why you got to fight? Why you got to be that way? Can't you solve this diplomatically? <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm just going to go hit it with a hammer. And you're like, okay, you can do better than that. The way the story kind of twists and turns is much more appreciated um, than I anticipated. Like, I normally come to Assassin's Creed games not for the main story arc. It's like, I don't know, we're going through some pages of history, and there's some stuff going on with an animus. 
but I feel like this one is is probably one of the best storylines I've seen. Are you talking about the out of history arc, like the like the modern arc, or are you talking about the in game or the? Yeah, good question. I, I guess my point is is on the other games, I was not as invested, or I, I did not appreciate the story as much as I'm appreciating this one. Um, this one it definitely has its hooks. You in know, me. I know that for Sean, it was the bugginess was the issue, and I know that can game. We had someone, we had a little tiff in discord with dr zubat because i was just trolling him <laughs> but that that was hard for some people like i i know that can ruin experience when a game doesn't work and you're playing on the series x right yeah and i will say the two individuals that are really in love with this game are playing on new consoles um yes. i'm playing on an x series dr z is playing on an x series um another guy that was in our discord was playing on a Try base ps4, PS4. right so and yeah. you know the reports are and i was on pc and you were on pc so if any of those pc should have been able to keep up whereas ubisoft ones... is funny when it comes to pc st- stuff though oh is that right yeah i'm glad it's working out i've heard a lot of good things i've seen it in the top 10 for 2020 so i'm glad you're enjoying it and i like that we can tie that into your personal pick because i know that was a monkey on your back yeah no it is and it was at that point where i don't want to move on like i want to finish the game before i move on and I was just right. like, well, I need to be playing this new list. So that that makes me very happy. You know, I'll even throw in a <laughs> DLC because I feel like I feel like I am. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, you, you know, what? I, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. That said, <laughs> what is on your list? Well, it's one that we kept talking about. And it's one that I play with my son, actually. And it's Luigi's Mansion. Ooh, that is my, my personal pick. I've always won that. It's a game. Three? For Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. Not the GameCube one. I have gotcha. the one on the 3DS, <laughs> and I always jumped off of it. It was not a. It was a really good 3DS game. Luigi's Mansion Three, very charming, very cute. My son, like the music, is really good because it sets like a spooky ambiance. And if you've see, seen Luigi's Mansion, the ghosts are very cartoony. But my son, the music creeps him out. So like the other day, he was asking, "Can we turn the music off?" And he, since he was <laughs> little, he can't say spooky for some reason. He always calls it smooky. <laughs> so he's like, the mu- the music's really spooky. And I go, okay, yeah, you can turn it down. And I don't want to correct him because I think it's the cutest thing ever. But I will say the, the aesthetics, they hit it. Luigi's perfect. You, it, Luigi is the giant coward. Either of you played the Luigi's Mansion game? No. So what's funny about it is they do certain things to make fun of like Nintendo's products. So in the 3DS one, when he called you, you would look at an old uh, the uh, Game Boy Advance that would flip up, and SP would be like your communicator. Oh, okay. So your communicator with the professor in this is a virtual boy. Oh, like the... And it, he calls it the VB. Like the old Nintendo yeah, the red, red... Like you put it on when Luigi has to talk to him. It's an infrared <laughs> screen where he has to pick like this and that. Oh, God. Those terrible, terrible graphics. Oh, it's a terrible graphic. <laughs> but they do it really well. Yeah. And I think it's funny that they're poking fun of themselves. The two-player aspect of it, this is a perfect game to play with your little kids so far. You can't start two-player right away. You have about an hour in, maybe, or depending on how fast you are, you have to unlock the ability from the scientist. You have to get him, and he gives you this goo, and the goo can become you. It's called Gooigi. Uh. The Gooigi uh, is a character that you can be on a solo run, and you switch, and then Luigi will go slump. Or if you're playing co-op, Gooigi walks alongside you, and Gooigi, if he has 25 HP versus 99, and if he dies, he can come right back. So if your kid dies a lot, he can still be really helpful, because all they have to do is press on the right stick. And they're there, and they're interacting with you. So my sons love that because the pressure's off on him, and he's trying new things with the game. Sometimes he gets scared with games, but he's going right after it on the boss fights. The My biggest complaint, though, the controls are really bad. It uh. tried to do something where the left stick makes you look 
you look on a horizontal plane. And then the right stick, you can do up and down. So sometimes you want to be turning one way. So instead of turning back, you have to turn a full circle because of how your back's turned. Weird. Yeah, so it's just sometimes it gl- and you're like, what are you doing? No, 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 no. And it's like, no, Luigi, no. It, and it could just be <laughs> talking to the screen. No, Luigi. It could be no. me. No, Luigi, stop, Luigi. <laughs> He's like, it's a you controlling me. Stop. You're going to get, the ghost is going to get you. The puzzles can be somewhat challenging. There's little, each floor. So in, in this one, you're not in a mansion, either you're it's in a hotel. A is what you're saying. The whole thing is a lie. It's a, it's a luxury it's hotel. It's not Luigi's hotel. I know. It's a mansion hotel. And you're un- Zero of ten. You're unlocking the boss fights give you different floors. You're trying to get the elevator floors back up. But each floor has crystals that on the current floor I am, because there is like a night-themed floor. Uh, what's the restaurant you always want us to go to? Medieval Times? <laughs> <laughs> right and i told you i sent shot sean was like let's go to medieval times and i sent him like this whole community talking about real friends don't go to medieval times with their friends if they like them and then we went to a renaissance fair yeah. anyway but and it was fun it was fun that was fun but <laughs> the floor there the gems look like swords right in one floor they're square so i don't know what the collection of the gems do it's something that my son when all the ghosts are cleared out would love to go back does, and just explore because he does nintendo know something ahead. we don't know about crystals and gems and like motels what was this a conspiracy theory that i haven't heard of yet <laughs> yeah. right does every floor you just like i just see someone running around like a floor of a hotel just where are your crystals i know you've got them. <laughs> those crystals are something else yeah they're made in the bathtub it's a whole thing <laughs> they're made in the bathtub yeah chasing the dragon but luigi mansion is really fun the price point on it, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to wait till I'm done to give my tease. full thing. But the control aspect does really bother me. I do think if you have a young kid and you want to get him in the games, and the, it, this is, it's really the Luigi aspect's really cool. It's like remember in Sonic the Hedgehog, how Tails could always come back in Sonic Two, right? If you play two player, so it's like that. It's it's really rewarding for the second player. The second player can contribute to you. Spoiler alert for Sonic Two, everyone. <laughs> Okay, that game came out ninety two. Didn't know Tails was going to come back. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I mean, that seems like a pretty good game. I'm a little <laughs> upset that it's not. It's fun. Called Luigi's Hotel, but I guess I can get over that. I know. Like, does he get a mansion at the end? Like, are they going to tie it back? I don't know. Maybe he gets the hotel. It's a luxury mansion style hotel. <laughs> like, maybe it's an Airbnb. What if they called it Luigi's Airbnb? Yeah, because it's a it's a mansion that they're just renting out for it's, Airbnb. That was tied in. Dude, that's. That's brilliant. Why is he? Why is he doing? Is he like a Ghostbusters? Like people call him up to have him come clean out their place, or does he just happen to be staying? He happens to be staying there. Mario's there. Princess Peach is there. There's some toads there, and you're saving them along the way. The way. So we just saved our first toad. In the professor Nintendo convention, are they all staying in the same hotel? They're all just staying. They're on like a vacation. Do you get to like talk to everybody at breakfast every morning? Yeah, just like make awkward talks. Like, oh man, scrambled eggs. Yeah, well, you're sitting there waiting for your omelet to cook. (laughs) Just like, so how was your night? No, I said no mushrooms. I said yeah, it was good. It was good. My night was all right. Um, yeah. No, Luigi has weird bouncer with the no. It's not like that. It starts off like okay, there's something (laughs) wrong with this mansion, and Luigi's the only one that seems to notice. No one's like, oh, what's going on? But it's perfect because that, and so no one, li- no one will yeah. listen to him. So he makes a goo man out of himself because that's <laughs> Luigi's perpetually scared. You know, he's like the big coward. And so it's funny that they put it. It's the good. Yeah. It's the right character for that game. What was really big, and we're not going to talk yeah. about this news. The company that makes Luigi Mansion Three and they already made Mario Strikers. Nintendo just outright bought that company. It's a developer in Canada mm-hmm. because Luigi's Mansion's like one of their top 16 selling games grossing games of all time with only three installments 
So it, it, they're really close to nailing it. And there's some co-op yeah. games where you can four-player battle royals. Stuff. I haven't looked into that. So what I'm hearing is that Luigi has no friends and it's made by a Canadian developer. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Canadians, Casey? What are you trying to tell us exactly? You mean America White? Uh, America's hat? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Dude, America's hat? You're gonna Canadians make, are right. You're going to make all the Canadians mad. I know. I want him to keep listening. I love poutine. Hockey's cool. Very excited for the Krakens. <laughs> no, Non-Canadian hockey team. Your maple syrup's delicious. Uh, well, before we move on from the backlog, I think I have to like pull a little bit of a crawfish on my list that we recorded last week. Okay. I don't think I can play a Nussex run on Pokemon. I just... A Nuzlocke? You can't even say it. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. It's a Nuzlocke. No, no we're not. There's no... Uh-uh. No, no, no. Hey, no. End of discussion. You want to no, know how to no. ruin Pokemon? Oh, here we go. No, it won't. It, I promise you, it makes it more fun. I promise you. This is coming from the Pokemaster. Like, you have Pokemon tattoos yes, underneath your yes. shirt line. Like, I understand. Yep, right there. Exactly. <laughs> why is why is there a squirrel covering your belly not. button? I don't understand. And it's actually just a Pikachu with his tail left. <laughs> I, I promise you, we're not taking no take backsies on this. No, no. <laughs> Shutting that conversation down. Uh, th- this one scares me. I was reviewing that afterwards, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. We're going to have to crawfish on this immediately. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. <laughs> you got to at least try. Oh, yeah, I'll, you know? I'll try. Just like I'll, I'll Sekiro. Give it the I promise it'll be nicer than Sekiro. Just like Sekiro. Dude. Oh, if this is anything like Sekiro, this will not be happening. I'm going to give you a lot of coaching tips on it. I'll set you up. You're going to be fine. You're gonna be fine. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay. And you know what else maybe, is gonna be maybe fine? Maybe we should set up a maybe we should set up a Twitch and it'll be like Casey plays Pokemon. <laughs> He's controlling your thumbs. Um, I'm trying to find him a segue. You know what? And I think it would be better for you because I know you're a pretty violent guy, but I know you can't play video games anymore. Swing and miss. <laughs> Swing and miss. <laughs> um, <laughs> and guess what happened this week, guys? The news. The big three news. So our big three, our big three news. JLB, do you want to lead us off on our first story? Sure. We have a study that just came out that is talking about how there is no link between violence and video games. This is a pretty cool story. Um, It's a story that gets a little bit in the weeds regarding the um, study between these two not having much correlation at all. Right, Casey? And there's been studies on this before, but this one's way longer time period. Yes, this study's been, they've been doing this for 10 years, and the studies now found that the connection between video game gore and real-life behavior is practically non-existent. Uh, the study found that high-initial violent players gradually play less violent games over the course of 10 years. And interestingly, when they were more likely to be depressed when they played bloody, bloody games, like they, it made them sadder over time. They oh. didn't like that. It, was, it did the opposite effect. Give them a little empathy. They didn't like that COD, uh, whatever intro scene where they go and like murder all those. That was people. dark at the airport terrorist mode. Yeah, yeah, at the airport one. Probably not. No. <laughs> that? Yeah, that uh, was very controversial. That was really uncomfortable. Yeah. That whole sequence. But it made them sad, and that's what we learned. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is okay. I think people need to be uncomfortable. But I think that's great because you know the government. There's been senators for years that try to attack video games for the wrong reason for people. The issue is everyone tries to blame something else and now ownership's on the people for their consequences or their actions. And there's other correlating facts to all these people that have these violent outbreaks that aren't just video games that are bigger. But Casey, what will I use as my scapegoat if I can't use video games? Uh, Let's see. Bad parenting? (gasps) Uh, That's too real. Too real. Something else. No one wants to go after the parents. That's my first Uh, move. Virtual reality. VR. VR, yes. 
yeah, we, we sat them in front of a TV all day and let it raise them, and now they're acting weird. We never gave them hugs or told them we love them. I wonder why they acted like that. Mm. I always thought it was a funny correlation. People were like, oh, yeah, video games are doing it. But then they'll, like, sit there and they'll, like, sit down with their kids from when they're little and, like, watch, you know, like, violent movies or radar movies or things yeah, like Terminator. that. You yeah, Terminator. You know, whatever. And it's, But it's, you know, it's been a scapegoat kind of thing forever with no real backing just like music was way back in the you know 60s or 70s or whatever or in the 90s when everyone went after marilyn manson remember when he was like oh, yeah. oh marilyn manson's bad and it's like yeah his music not great <laughs> i can see like turns out he is a bad person though yeah is he yeah oh he did bad that. stuff to ladies oh yeah yeah that's right he's one of those guys I mean, like, I'm not surprised. But he didn't make people violent. No. And he's also know. never played a video game. Yes, so yes. that totally works into the story here. That's why he is a bad person, because <laughs> he didn't play any but bad video games. I, it's funny, because it's, like, something that I feel like anyone that plays video games knows. I get that, like, from a parent's perspective, you see your kid, like, playing games. Maybe they're playing even Fortnite or, like, some other shooter in there yelling at the tv or swearing into their mic or whatever or something like that and you're like, oh it's the game but it's a hundred percent on you parent i'll let you right. know it's a hundred percent on you i've heard i've heard kids on voice chat or things that are like super polite and yeah. they'll be like sir sir i'm sorry or whatever you know like it's silly and it sounds hilarious but and there's kids that are ruthless and there's kids that talk funny trash and they're good at game. you know like there's all sorts of around it it really comes down to i think limitation and monitoring your kids' screen time is important because they need to be yeah. unplugged. You know, like I my my kids have to do certain things to earn screen time, and I love screen time. Like mm-hmm. my favorite thing in the world. I have a podcast about <laughs> it. I don't think if someone's violent, there's other issues. And no. I don't know. I'm just glad that there's been studies, and this can this will help, and this won't be an argument anymore. So, congressmen and government agents. Give me your best shot. Or my favorite thing is like the parents that will buy like Grand Theft Auto, like a mature rated game. Like they have ratings. They'll buy like a mature rated yeah. game because they're just ignorant and they didn't pay attention. Their kids like, I want this game, Dad. I want this game. And they're like, okay. I think I talked about this before. So when I worked at GameStop when I was going back to school to get my master's, I had a mom and there was like a 10-year-old son next door. She's like, you want this game? I look at it and it's Grand Theft Auto 4. And I go to her and I go, is this for him? She goes, yeah. I go, okay. I just want you to wear what goes on in this game. <laughs> Some people just sell it. But I was 10-year-old, and she goes, oh, absolutely not. She had no clue. And the kid looked at me, I'm All like, right. sorry, dude, you're too little for this. I'm, you're going to think here. And I went and recommended four <laughs> other awesome games for him. And they came back, yeah. and they liked me because of that. Like it literally does the same thing movies and TV does, where it says rated M, and then it'll say, like, yeah. violence, coarse language, you know, drug use or whatever on there. So Also, the case yeah. of Grand Theft yeah. Auto has, like, a uh, whole bunch of guns and stuff on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. how tone deaf was this mom? Scantily clad women. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know. I know. I think as our generation continues to get older, this is going to become less and less of a headline, to be honest with you. I mean, we grew up with games. Right games that look like more like they yeah. do now like i think a couple generations ago it was pong it was maybe the nes but it was hard to draw comparisons between those games and these games so yeah, as we get older i think it's going to become so, more commonplace yeah. and it, it is you're already seeing that so what shelby's saying is the generations that think this way are dying off exactly <laughs> exactly but i to sean's point with television i know shelby always talked about i saw true lies when i was seven it's fine <laughs> Would it's you funny. let your kids watch a TV show like The Witcher 3? What about yes. Elder Scrolls? Yeah. 
Yeah, Wait, probably. What not. do you mean, an Elder Scrolls TV show? Thank you. So rumors are Elder. This is just a You're rumor. Welcome. Rumors come via industry insider Daniel Richmond from Game Rant. He reports that Netflix is looking to adapt the franchise. Uh, this is just a rumor right now, but it's given that it's possible because they have confirmed that there's going to be a Fallout TV show coming. So it's certainly possible. And I know my, no. there's a new big Elder Scrolls game coming from Bethesda. So I, I don't know how they would do it because they're not really like a main character, right? Because it's a, it's you're you're the character you make your avatar. Uh... Yeah, I mean, there is a story. Like, if you watch Elder Scrolls Online, has a bunch of like blur, awesome CGI trailers they have for like every expansion, and there's a cast of characters in there. It'd be interesting to see what generation yeah. they would do. I would wonder if they would go for like that Skyrim kind of time period, just because everyone knows Skyrim or has played it that they would be targeting. But they have their new Elder Scrolls game. That's supposed to come out at some point in the future. Elder Scrolls Six that they're working on. Shelby, what are your thoughts though on? There? Would you watch an Elder Scrolls show yourself? I would. I, I would watch one. I think. I think that in terms of them shooting for success, I think they almost have to put it outside of any world that anybody knows. I think what we're finding is that if they make a, you know, if they keep it in world but they put it in a different timeline, yeah. they can develop those characters and still keep mystery there maybe a couple nods to characters over the course of the series i think that's the way to do this you know that said i enjoyed the witcher and the witcher was set right during the time that the game was yeah like or roundabout and it was a huge book series before it was a game correct true yes it was a huge book series for i hope they make it like a hercules or a xena type of show where it's like a a weekly monster or whatever week weekly they're on a quest, and every week they got some new kind of thing going on. I, dude, I would love a super campy <laughs> Elder Scrolls like that. That'd be hilarious. I just can't wait until like <laughs> the main character gets over encumbered because they have too much moldy cheese in their pockets. <laughs> okay, right. yeah. Let, let's put it over under on this. They make the show first, second episode, Arrow and the Nikai. Oh no, that's probably <laughs> gonna first happen. second. They're gonna wait. have to call to it at some point. There's a lot of things. I hope that they have some humor and make fun of themselves in it, but I don't know. It's hard to say with Bethesda. They take themselves serious some t- most some most of the time. Do you think the company Epic takes themselves seriously? No. I've seen those Fortnite skins. They did before their most recent purchase. What What is this purchase, Shelby? Why don't you lead us into our final news story? Oh, you know, they decided to buy a mall. Right. No big deal. A whole mall. <laughs> They're going to put their headquarters right mall? next to an Orange Julius and a Wetzel's pretzel. <laughs> So they keep they bought the whole mall and they're gonna they're gonna keep the orange Julius and the Wetzel's pretzel. My understanding, so Eurogame report that Fortnite is taking control of a hometown shopping mall in Carytown Center and it's gonna convert it into its company's headquarters by 2024. What city is this in? In North Carolina. That's where because Epic was started by uh, Cliffy B, Cliff Wazinski. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he created Epic. I know he uh, did the Gears well, stuff. Was his big. Uh, well, it's. <laughs> I don't believe he did. I don't think he started Epic. I don't, I don't think so. He, a former game designer from the game development company Epic Games. Okay, so he was a game designer. Sorry, I I respect. So Cliffy B though was one of their main people, and I, isn't Cliffy B really important to the creation of the Unreal Engine? I don't think he still is anymore part of their company. No, he's done. He's out. Yeah, he's way he's he's retired again for like the third time. I remember watching something, and they were based out of North Carolina when they were making Gears. So, yeah, that's where Epic Games is from, is in North Carolina. Yeah, and don't you guys worry about Cliffy B. He's going to be all right. I, I think he's he fine. stacks upon stacks upon stacks. I, I like Cliffy B. His Twitter's funny. I'm, I'm a fan. 
I like that. What Casey? What was the name of the last game no. he made? Wasn't it Gears of War? It was a solo kind of project, and it bombed hard. It wasn't Bullet Storm. I'm, no, I'm, I'm cheating. It Lawbreakers 2017. Lawbreakers. Yes. Yeah. It came out and it crashed. Like I think at peak, it had like 2,000. Oh, was it? it? It flopped hard. But his claim to fame is Gears of of Gears of War, right? Yeah. That's that's his game or the franchise that he pioneered back in aught six, aught seven, aught eight. Yeah. But back to Epic, I like the move because, you know, I, I don't know how malls are going to stay in business or what's going to happen with COVID and everything. Taking a whole campus of a big mall and just turning it into your headquarters is great because they also, I think it also has stuff built in and if they want to keep some of those storefronts for people to go like, hey, this is where our employees eat lunch. Like, this is our food court. Yeah. Right? Got infrastructure there. Literally, you could keep the Orange Julius in the Wetzel's Pretzels. Free Orange Julius Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could incorporate it. Into your uh, your your food court, and then you just have that one annoying booth guy that's sitting the there, random like kiosk. flying the little like glowy helicopter thing and whatever else, just there for fun. Just keep him around. Maybe they're going the other way with this. Maybe they're buying the shopping mall to do a real an IRL Fortnite style royale game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What oh. if they're just making the greatest VR experience of all time? Oh, you could have so much cool laser tag or something <laughs> in there. It's probably really cheap real estate. So it's it makes sense, you know, because all these <laughs> big tech companies want to buy like forest or land. Like I always think of that uh, Parks and Rec when they're trying to buy Pawnee. It's a lot of acreage for probably cheap. If my office got moved to a mall, I'd immediately buy adult Heelys. <laughs> or just roll everywhere. <laughs> yes. Not kids Heelys. Not, well, I mean, you have to be able to wear them. <laughs> I think you should do that now. I think that'd be a power move. You come into meetings and slide in. Everyone be like, guys. This dude is serious. <laughs> you don't want to be the scooter guy when everyone else got Healy. Do you guys yeah, remember yeah. the soap shoes back in the day where it had like... Soap shoes? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, it had like the center of the foot cut out and it was like a piece of of like hard plastic and you could jump up and grind yeah. on like rails and uh, stuff. Oh, okay. I remember those. Yeah, I didn't know that's yeah. what they were called or whatever. No, I didn't do that because it sounded Sick. like a bad idea. I'd be like, mm, I think you guys are going to break your arms. And then Billy did. So I was no, I'll stick to my fingerboarding. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick to my check deck. <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of boards and new games and board games and video games, we're gonna move into our final segment. Nice. So I have tricked, I mean talked Shelby into <laughs> doing Dungeons and Dragons with no, Sean and trick, I. Tricked is accurate. Tricked is definitely tricked accurate. is accurate. Okay. Good. Yeah. Trick track. Track. Tricky track. I did a tech deck. You flip. rolled a thirty-five and can't do that. No, why not? I mean, you could, but not really. Oh, I only play with 35-sided dice or above. That's the only way I'm doing this. Oh, uh, well, no. Oh, okay, then, yes. Very weird shape. I think Chappie. So Chappie got us into it, because, you know, Chappie was talking about in the last podcast. He's like, he loves D&D. And I would love... So Sean, I play a game with Sean, and Sean's taught me a lot on the ropes. So Sean, he moved to Canada for a while. I did? And he went north of the wall. He's a wall watcher. He came back from the wall in his uh, segment, and he brought back D&D to me. And I learned that this game is something I wish I found sooner because it is so fun. You guys heard so, of this so new fun. thing? It's called D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I mean, I always heard of it, but my parents were like, don't play that or don't do that. You know, don't be weird. And I'm like, Don't be a nerd. Come play WoW with us. Right, right. Come play WoW. Go, oh, they're playing video <laughs> games. It's fine. WoW's way. I think D&D is so much better. And Chappie wants to do a D&D campaign. And it's, with COVID, I've learned it's really easy to do over online. 
because of a website called D&D Beyond. And so we're doing a segment called the Dungeon Dive. And what it's for is for people that are interested in doing Dungeons & Dragons or want to try it or never have, we're going to run through about building characters and starting it. And then eventually we're going to release episodes of our Dungeon Dragon game, but it's going to be very theatrical in that we're going to have sound effects. It's going to be more like a, tel- a radio play or a podcast play, not radio, because this isn't on terrestrial satellites. We're going to start tonight by making our characters, okay? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're jumping and shelving into the world of Nerdman, and we're going into D&D Beyond. For those of you that are interested in making a character for D&D Beyond, you have choices called Standard, Quick Build, Randomize, right? We have those options. We're going to do Standard, I believe. Correct, Sean? You're going to help me make sure I'm doing this right? Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. choose okay. the help level because Click. I'm I'm going to venture in. So D&D Beyond, again, I'm plugging them. Sponsor us! Creating a character. If you have a friend that plays a lot of D&D, they can share their online material with you. And it gives you access to more races, more books, more type of spell types. If you ever were into theater or if you were ever played make-believe with your friends, this is like a really fun way to incorporate it with a board game, especially if you love RPGs. So Shelby, go back to the top. we got to name your character. Oh, we got to name the character. you got to name him first? I guess, you know what, let's go to the race. I think that's important. You're right. Let's go to race. Where it says advancement type, make that milestone versus XP. Because XP, so traditional players do get experience. People that play really technical will do like, this character gives you so much experience, right? Like, Sean, from your experience from DMing, defeating this much monster gives you this much experience. Yeah, it'll depend on what Chappie does or how the DM Mm -hmm. does it, but... A lot of them will do milestones. Some of them, if you're playing at like an adventure league game, which is you go into a Wizards of the Coast, which I don't even know if that exists. But if you go to your local gaming place, adventure league is an mm-hmm. official set of rules that every adventure league D and D game has to play. So you can go from one place to another and like bring your character with you, and everything is like legal, you know, and oh. it's not homebrew. It's pro D and D. Yeah, if you're so if you go to one of those, then they probably use experience and not milestone and things like that. And some some campaigns probably use experience. It just depends kind of on the DM and the players. So I'm good. I'm good to go. But then you're gonna have the choice of race. And different races benefit you based off your class. Like the choices we have Araka, which are birdmen. ASMR? What is ASMR? (laughs) ASMR. That's always ASMR. You got Arakakra are like bird people. ASMR are human angel hybrids. So they have angel blood in them. And there's different variants. Bugbear. You could be a centaur. Whoa. So bugbear is like like a kind of a buff goblin kind of thing it's like between a goblin and an orc uh centaur is pretty straightforward changelings can like change what they look like dragonborn um, are dragon people uh right you know, obviously you got your dwarves and there's different kinds of dwarves under there mountains hills other kinds the, the of- traditional races i understand are like elves half elves dwarves humans uh what else what else would be a traditional halflings uh, halflings uh, right that's the, the what is a grunge yeah, grung. They're called grung. I think is how you say it. They're kind of a new one. They're like little fro- like poison dart frogs. Is what they look like. You could also be a lizard folk if you keep going down, or even better, better a turtle, which is a turtle man. Yeah, I was thinking about being a turtle. What's a loxodon? A loxodon is an elf person, or not an elf person, a uh, elephant person. What? Is what, I meant to say. what? Yeah. Um, so a lot of these were added in, have been added in more recently. So Shelby, what are you going to be? <laughs> Uh, this is just a tad bit overwhelming. Um, it is. 
It is, but it's oh. just for funsies. Then you got Genasi, which are like their genie people. Ooh, so the there's Genasi. air, air, earth, fire, and water. But you also got to think about your I class think. too. Like if you're going to be more of a magic class or this or that, right? Like certain stats benefit you. But don't worry about that. Just think about it. Because since you're doing this for more RP reasons or like more for a show, it's like whatever you think would be fun. Like you could be like a turtle monk. A turtle no! monk. No, huh? stop. Or something. Stop. Like a... That's what I'm, I'm going to do that or I'm going to be the cat monk. Okay. <laughs> But you could be like a turtle bar. I was thinking of even like a turtle bard or something. Would be funny. Do it, do it. But you can like do but, things that you wouldn't really expect to be that way. Like you could be. Uh, I can tell you what I'm going to be. I am going to be a tabaxi. I'm going to be a cat man, and I'm going to be a monk. I want to be a karate fighting cat, and I'm going to skin him to look like my cat. I kind of want my character to be he like my cat's a Maine Coon, so he looks kind of fat. So I want it to be like an overweight monk kind of guy. Sean, what do you think? What are you going to be? I might. <laughs> I have a halfling bard that I've been sitting on forever. If you want to be that again, you could. You could I think the turtle would be a nice twist. Because I've never played him. If we were all animal people and Ch- Ch- and Chappie had to do a whole furry team, yeah, yeah, I think the turtle would be fun too. Turtles get claws. Dude, this is crazy. The the, the yeah. amount of depth involved in these characters is um, amazing. That's what I love about it. To be honest with you, it's, oh, wow, look where all these twists and turns. And it's just a character. You can make this person. These stories can be so in-depth, right? And if you're worried about messing up, you will probably, no matter what you make, experience like the, oh, their character or their class seems cooler than mine. Everyone does. And then you get an idea for your next character. So there's one of three things that's going to happen. I'm going to be one of these fallen angel dudes, which you're going to help me choose which one. I want to be either a genie. Or somebody that has water attributes. Oh, there is a water genasi. Ooh, that's the best of both worlds. Genasi, that's a race. That's the genie, like genie blood race. Dude, but if I choose if I choose a yeah. water genie, I could be the wet Will Smith. That could be my character's name. <laughs> the wet Will Smith. But isn't there like the Triton people too that are mer people? Which I think would be up your alley too. The merman? Does it come with a trident? Uh, they're called the tritons, right? And how, how do you say it? Tri- tritons, like King Triton. Triton, Triton bot. I know you were a swimmer in high school, so I think this would be fitting because you were secretly a merman. And I have strong swimmers, so it's all good. Uh huh. You do. You have procreated. This is it's this full circle. Well, they have a lot. They have a lot more perks going on. They got dark vision, so they can see in the dark. That's really useful because when you're playing on uh, roll twenty. Sometimes your character can't see down a hallway, and then there's a bunch of monsters. And you're like, and guess what? You couldn't see it, so roll for initiative. Yeah, but now my Will Smith pun doesn't work. So, I mean, now we're really going to have issues. Okay, let's go with Mer, Mer Triton. Okay, you're going to be a Triton. Okay, okay so, so I'm in. So this is my homeboy. Now do I choose some of these stats? Now you got to pick your class. Just class. Which some would argue oh my gosh. is tougher than your race. Yeah. Oh, Good, 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 good. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 A mer-archer? A mer-monk? I'm playing a monk. I'm going to make it clear. So I've chosen my character. I'm going to be a tabaxi. You can be a monk, too, if you want. Don't let Casey's persuade you, because there's a bunch of subclasses, which changes it completely. That's true, but if we want, like, different things. Like, there's shadow monks, there's fire monks, there is... There's the monk that solves mysteries on TBS. I could see, if you're the merman, what, with charisma? You'd be a good paladin. I think you'd be a good paladin, personally. 
You could be a druid. I'm a merman. So So what do you want to do? Do you want you want to cast water spells and stuff? Uh sure. But I think a lot of that's already built on the character, right? Uh those none so of those do damage. Yeah. Those are more like push or control things. It looks like you can only cast them once a day, basically. Oh, I see. I could also see Shelby being a sorcerer. So wizard is like book magic, like book learned magic. Like they've studied for like fifty years reading books and that's where all their magic comes from. Sorcerers are yeah. born with it. Either there's magic in their blood, or like one day they woke up and they're the chosen one, and they somehow they get like a feature called wild magic later on. So they can kind of customize it and stuff. I think sorcerers one of the least played yeah. classes in D anD D for some reason, but sorcerers can also be really good faces in that because you have such high charisma and charisma is important for them. You build your charisma like you can persuade people to give us money or give us missions or you can do really fun stuff if you game with the dm and if the dm's game can i convince this whole army to fight for me if i give like a passionate speech and then you can roll or the dm like okay let's hear your passionate speech and then you might have to improv a bit which would be hilarious so you roll in the back druids druids have a lot of they have elemental classes so if you want to go like more with the elemental thing druid is also a good here's the other thing about druids druids can be any animal that you saw yeah and so druids they get wild shape by default at level two which lets them like casey was saying you can turn into animals so later on at level you get to pick your subclass and your subclass specializes even more so druids have some really cool specializations like, there is a star druids, druids of the land. There is one that's all focused on, like, fungus and disease. They do, like, dots and diseases and things like that. I, so, and yeah. then I could, like, name my character COVID-19. You'd have to spell, so, like, COVID. COVID-19. <laughs> like, something. <right. laughs> Corona. COVID. Yes. COVID-19. COVID. You're the, the virus spreading guy. Sean, I know. Okay, your race, you have chose a... I have what? chose the turtle, the yeah. the the most honorable of all races. The they turtle are turtle men. <laughs> and you I think, could be a ninja turtle if you're monk. We could all just be monks. We could just go all monks. I'm gonna be the lost ninja turtle brother that ended up going down the rest of the sewer and washed up here. So are you I gonna think. have a Renaissance <laughs> painter name? <laughs> I, I never got named by Splinter. He never saw me. I I think it'd be fitting. Like maybe, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Well, okay. And you got to pick a class. So I'm curious what class you're going to choose here for your turtle. I don't know. I'm torn between... I might go war a warlock. I would say I say you'd be a good sorcerer, I feel, too. I feel like a, tor- a turtle warlock would be kind of funny because I would have a patron god or like patron devil or god, basically. Shelby, have you made your choice? I think I'm going to go druid. You know, Chappie, bet you were going to be... So side note, Chappie's listening. I know he said he was going to check this out. He said, I think Shelby's going to be a druid because he made a druid and wow. He said that at the heart, and he <laughs> got you 100%. Wow. You cannot name this character Brian Cole, oh, though. Oh, okay? not... <laughs> come on. Brian Cole the second. You can, be, you can be Cole Brian. How about that? <laughs> How about Brian Cole Jr.? The third. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, he can name it whatever. Don't let Casey control you. Let him do whatever you do whatever you, you want. Do whatever you want. If I be Brian Cole, that'd be hilarious. Be Cole. So proficiencies are basically like skills that you are good at in the real world and you get like a bonus basically to anything you have a proficiency proficiency with so if you roll to like say on there um medicine so medicine checks are used to like identify what this poison is or this plant not plant plant would probably be survival but like if you want to look at someone and see what kind of damage they've taken on their body like do they have a broken bone you would roll a right. medicine check and if you're proficient in it, you add your bonus of 
plus two or four or whatever your proficiency bonus right. is. And so D&D Beyond does a really good job of when you pick your class, you get to choose, okay, do these skills like proficiencies. Like for mine, I'm choosing insight and acrobatics. And then I can choose a musical instrument or artisanal tool. And I think I'm going to have my guy play the lute or something random. Maybe a horn. So, I don't know. So those skills that they give you a list of, you have animal handling, which is fairly straightforward. Casey in our D&D game tries to use animal handling for anything to do with animals, and that's not always <laughs> yes. the case. Animal it's handling is like trying it. to calm down an animal arcana is just like knowledge of magic. And then you got religion, which is kind of like the arcana, but it's for religious-based stuff. Survival is more if you're in the overworld. You're wandering through the forest. It's like used to follow someone's tracks. Or if you're, like, trying to forage for food in the woods. Uh, medicine, like I said, is kind of like you want to look over someone's body and figure out what's wrong with it. Nature is, like, all... It's kind of like arcana, but for, like, anything having to do with Mother Nature, like plants and trees and animals and stuff. What's the difference between insight and perception? Insight, kind of a detective thing. Like, if you look at someone, you want to know if someone's telling you the truth or not. Perception is a really common, useful ability. Perception's like you walk into a room and then... It's basically it has to do with any of your senses. So, like, what do you see? Can you see, like, oh, hey, that thing's shiny? Again, it's really important to how you make how you're going to want to play your character. Gotcha. So, and I get to choose two of these right? at this point. I, your background, which is a separate thing later on, will add other ones. But yeah, like if you like, yeah, and, we'll, and that'll be a different when we do the next check in on this. So now we're gonna hit next. Now the final thing. So again, and Sean, before we do that, are you being the warlock turtle? I think I'm going to be a warlock. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I like it. Is that or an artificer, but I think I'll be a warlock. Well, do warlocks, so who, do we have a face? What? Uh, like, a face is a term, right, for the person that's like, does all the talking for your group, right? Oh, yeah. They are charisma-based. Are they? Oh, good. Okay. Then you're Doesn't good. mean my charisma's going to be high. Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm a turtle. This is true. This is true. <laughs> hey, man, turtles have tons of charisma. Michelangelo? Okay. So what we're going to do now is we are going into the next phase. We're going to use D&D's Beyond Section to roll dice. We're going to choose manual, and what's really cool is you'll see their 20-sided die roll along the screen, but then we're going to place our stats individually into where we think they need to best go. Because if you get a bad roll for your charisma in your charisma-based class, that would make it not fun to play. Yeah. That, you got a 14. That's a pretty good roll. I would recommend let's do all our roles because then you can pick which stat it goes to. Yeah, so because each each class uses different stats. Don't don't pick a stat yet because what if you yeah it's your like best stat. Right? It tells you I think back on the on your class or whatever page that like they favor your druid probably wisdom and dexterity. So what are your roles, Shelby? Tell us your roles. Fourteen, nine, fifteen. I rolled eleven twice and sixteen. You got some decent okay. roles. I'm going to tell you mine. It's 11, 9. 9's pretty bad. 16. So 16's good. 13, 14, and 12. So I've got some decent rolls. Sean, what about yours? What are your rolls? Uh, I got a 14, a 12, a 12. Oh, yeah, getting the good rolls. 14, a 14. I want a low. A 14. I got four 14s and two 12s. Wow, 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 wow. So something you can do, there's a website called Art rpgbot.net for people that want to try it and you can type in your class and it gives you a good rundown on like what you want to do and how to build your class um if you type in and just to google whatever class you're playing yeah. druids uh D 5e guide and 5e is fifth edition that's the current edition of D. that's what everyone tends to play and rpgbot.net has great guides for that and they're free 
to read. Um, but so to explain ability scores a little bit, you got you got strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And anyone who's played an RPG game probably has a general idea of what most of those do. Um, yeah. Each class kind of has things that work better for it. So, like, obviously a wizard probably wants intelligence because that will give them a bigger, um, not necessarily a mana pool, uh, but will affect how much damage they do with their spells. Those are all tied to sub-abilities. So like, we were talking about Arcana earlier, or Insight and Perception. Um, perception, I think, is tied to Wisdom. Um, insight might be wisdom or intelligence. Uh, um, I have it right here. I can okay. tell you. I have it pulled up. Animal handing, insight, perception, and survival are all based on wisdom. Same with medicine, what you picked, and wisdom is important. But for like intelligence, nature's intelligence, investigation is intelligence, history, uh, religion, I believe, is intelligence. And same with arcana. Strength is athletics and uh strength that's the only real strength one is athletics (laughs) strength you use a lot for like strength checks like if someone tries to like grapple with you or like push you off a cliff or something like that it would be like a strength contest so you would like go against someone else so Um, i want to take the high number and put it towards wisdom based on what whereas like and then this breakdown regarding this rpgbot.net page will help dictate where these other points go yeah unless and this is the thing is with these stats is like unless you want to like be a super melee based druid then maybe and you want to use a club like casey in our other campaign was told that charisma wasn't going to be useful for his ranger and then it turns out casey really wants to try and persuade and intimidate people and you know what that relies on charisma and I, it's always i have a negative one i have <laughs> a negative put... one like roll so anything i roll it's a minus <laughs> so that is the first segment of dun- diving and dungeon diving we're going to be doing dungeon diving it'll be something we'll do monthly this is a lot of recording that i am editing down but i think that's a good stopping point i can see shelby's a little excited his wheels are kind of turning i'm gonna have to read i'm gonna have to review this character like there there's a lot to this like and now you have to memorize the different ins and outs of your character and actually play it, which is um, more than I anticipated. Yeah, please cool. don't be like Casey and not read what your character can do when we go and play. Hey, man, I did that <laughs> one and a half times, and then I came yeah. back and I was really good. And there was a big change in my character because of the new book. So hold your horses. He got a second shot, but he didn't know until after the session that he could attack twice. Yeah, I could attack twice, and I found out I'm, like, <laughs> oh, I'm actually really strong now. Um. Shelby, I think that's it for the night. Yeah, thank you for joining us out there. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want more, feel free to follow us on our social channels in the attached description. You can also check out our website. It's underpoweredmedia.com. We're also on Discord. Feel free to leave us a review as well. Five stars, please. And that is a wrap for this week's cast. We're out. Play your games. (laughs) 